Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiply, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health and equipping you to share those principles with others. I'm Melanie Wise, and joining me on this episode is the amazing Dr. Brooke Heels and the director of counselor in our Nashville residential home, Kim Brown. I am so excited about the conversation that we are having today. If you've been following Mercy Talk, you may know or remember that Brooke and Kim did an episode earlier in the year about steps to finding the right counselor. And today we are going to take that topic to the next level and just expand on it because we get this question from people all the time. How do I find a good counselor? So today we're going to speak some to why, first of all, both professional licensed counseling and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are so important on our journeys. And we're going to give you a picture of what it can even look like in the counseling setting for those things to be integrated with one another. But we're also going to talk more about some specific questions that you can ask a prospective counselor, whether you're looking one for yourself or Maybe you're trying to build a referral list. And these are questions that will help you find out if and how they incorporate Jesus and the Holy Spirit into their counseling. And then lastly, and most importantly, we are going to give you some practical next steps that you can take, again, whether you're looking for a counselor for yourself or you're helping someone else find one, or you're trying to build a referral list. It's going to be good, y'all. And both Brooke and Kim are licensed counselors who are the perfect people to be speaking into this topic for us. I'm so glad that you've joined us today and hope you enjoy the show. Well, ladies, I am so excited to talk about this topic today because, Brooke, I know that I have been wearing you out over the last few months going, we need to talk more about this. We talk all the time about how great uh, professional counseling is and, you know, build a referral list, find out the good counselors in your area, seek out that counseling when it's needed. But I feel like we have not really built that out enough um, to give people the resources and the tools that they need to actually do that well. And so I am very, very excited that you guys have already, I know y'all recorded a show a little earlier in the year about this topic, but I am excited to just kind of talk more and kind of dive a little bit deeper into all of this. Guys, I don't, I mean, I don't think we have two better people to be on here to talk about this today. And as always, I'm just going to ask lots of questions and let you guys be the voice of wisdom. (laughs) and all the good things. So, all right, let's do it. First of all, I would I would love to just ask kind of before we start going into some more specifics. I know you've kind of hit on this in podcasts in the past, but just for those maybe who are hearing this for the first time, I'd love to hear from you guys on when you are on a healing journey, why is it important to have both professional licensed counseling, but also Christian discipleship, Holy Spirit, Jesus. Why are both of those things so important? I know that that might seem very obvious to people, but it's also really helpful to just hear that broken down a little bit more and why both are so important. Well, I don't think it's obvious to people or we wouldn't need to probably have this podcast. (laughs) I feel like I'm in a constant state of, and I want to preface this by saying like, and even, you know, and I don't know what the title will end up being. I know y'all don't let me be a part of that as you shouldn't because everyone would just be a number <laughs> podcast. I don't usually do it either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we talk about dinosaurs. I don't know. But I just think that um, 
you know, when like the word counseling is just so confusing anyway, because people just think they can use it without being licensed. And technically you should not. And uh, I'm really I think that's an important thing. So you may have somebody and, and I know Kim can speak to this, too, who says I'm a Christian counselor but they're not actually licensed. And so like, what does that mean? Even with like biblical counseling, it gets really confusing for people. And I think that's part of the problem is the professional aspect of it. Um, But when you talk about somebody who's licensed, aside from the fact that they put in a lot of time, like, you know, two or more years of school plus three or so years of getting licensed under supervision, a lot of accountability, like they put in a lot of work, they also are held accountable by their board. So it's really important, as Mm -hmm. y'all know, like there's so many counselors who are terrible at what they do and are very unethical and you have to have some level of accountability. And so when someone is licensed, they are held accountable to that. So if you go to a counselor and they do something super weird or messed up or unethical, you actually have a board that you can report them to that exists solely to protect the consumer. Okay, and I know this sounds really boring, Mm -hmm. but it matters because if you think about all of the unhealthy things that can happen under the um, title or label of Christian, like imagine going to a quote unquote Christian counselor who is not licensed and does some really weird or unethical things. You don't have anybody to report them to. You can tell the pastor, you can tell maybe, you know, like you can tell, but there's nobody to hold them accountable to that. And that matters. And we know this, like there should be checks and balances, especially in something as delicate and as important as counseling. And when someone comes and chooses to be vulnerable with you, to me, it should be to the highest standards. And I've had people who are not licensed argue with me about this, which, you know, is maybe my favorite thing to do. So I'm like, let's argue. I would love to do that. <laughs> you don't know um, who you're messing with. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm like, I, this, you know, I don't think they know how much I love it. So they get very surprised. Um, but, you know, my, my, <laughs> my argument to them in that too is like, we should want to be held accountable. Like we should want and, and welcome support and welcome, you know, lines that are, are drawn for us to know what is healthy for us in practice. And no state board um, outside of maybe California dictates, you know, what I can do or say in session as long as it is ethical and good and healthy and right. Right. And so I think it's really, really important because I think there was kind of this lie for a long time that like if you were licensed with the state that you couldn't talk about God or you couldn't do, you know, that's not what they're there. They're not to regulate that. They're to regulate that you are in the right relationship and the right counseling relationship um, that you continuously get trained. Like one of the states I'm licensed in, I have to get 40 hours of CEUs every two years. That's a decent amount, right? So I have to go to at least three conferences in two years, or I have to at least be getting trained. So I'm staying up to date on what I need to do. Um, you know, and Kim knows she's worked her tail off to get licensed, you know, how hard it works. And so I know this is long and I hope nobody ended the podcast in that, but I just think it's really, really important to set that precedent. The other piece is that, you know, when you talk about a healing journey, like to have somebody who is not only accountable, who's trained, you know, who has support and collaboration with their supervisors or coworkers or, you know, whatever it is that they understand how healing actually occurs, right? And I've talked about this before, but I can help you maybe be less anxious, but I can't bring you to freedom from anxiety unless I'm bringing the Lord into that process. 
Okay, those are two different things. So shifting behaviors, sure. But when you're talking about freedom from something, that involves Jesus, like it just does. And so Mm -hmm. that's why it's really important to have both. And Kim, I'm sorry. I know I said a lot. You knew that would probably happen, though, anyway. So would you want to add to that, please? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, more because, too, I'm just thinking, like, first of all, y'all, if you're uh, going by the name of counselor out there and you want to get Brooke going, just ask her if you need to get licensed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because you will hear all the things. And I love that that is something that you're really passionate about because obviously it's very important just based on what you just shared. Um, but you know, I do know people, I've got lots, I've got lots of friends who, um, as, as you just mentioned, like they are in counseling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've been to, I've been to what people have said is like a Christian counselor. They've called themselves a Christian counselor. And that meant that they were believers who mm-hmm. did counseling and the only mention of Jesus was like one time in a session, they mentioned a verse from the Bible, you know, and right. I'm like, that was the extent of how Jesus was brought in, which is fine. But it, it was it wasn't what I mean, we're going to dive a whole lot deeper into this in the show. But, you know, they're like, well, I don't really need to talk about my stuff at church. I'm going to counseling. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to really bring, like, I, I've already got a counselor over here or vice versa. Like, I don't need to go to a counselor. I'm in a Bible study. So again, mm-hmm. kind of like speaking from those, those places, Kim, do you have any other thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, I think um, like, it's so important on your healing journey to invite the Lord in, to invite the Holy Spirit in. I mean, and John, it talks about how the Holy Spirit is our counselor. And like, I mean, he's the greatest counselor. So he knows exactly where you need to go, what you need to dig up. And as we seek him and as we bring people in our life who are trusted, who also hear the Holy Spirit, they can help us along that healing journey and get us there maybe in a quicker way than we could if we're trying to do it by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just so important like to have that relationship with the Holy Spirit to invite him in, but also have people around you. Um, And maybe it's just one trusted person. Maybe it's, um, you know, someone who's a mentor who has walked this road before with the Lord and whose life reflects that they, they love and serve the Lord in such a way that you know that they are going to be a trusted person who can have some, maybe some insight because they have gone before you. And I think combining the two can be really helpful and impactful and get you to where you're wanting to go much quicker than if you're just trying to do this on your own. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so good. And Mm -hmm. so, so important. Um, Like how quickly do we want to get from A to B here? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I want to, I want to ask one more kind of big picture question um, before we get into some of the specifics. Um, And again, some of this we've, we've talked about in the past, but we, have a very integrated approach to counseling at Mercy in our Mercy Mm -hmm. program, because we believe that, and this is even like in a statement that we have about our organization, we believe that we are at our best when we are committed both to walking with God and trusting in the Holy Spirit while we are also applying the best of psychological theory and practice. Okay. That's a Mm -hmm. statement that we've said about our organization. So as counselors, could you guys describe a little about how this, the you know, best of counseling theory, if you will, is both congruent, but also it actually can be integrated with the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I know it's a big, big question, but we'll get into this more specifics, but can you t- talk a little to that? 
I think just big picture, again, it's always, and I I teach psychology, okay? So let me say that, you know, at the undergraduate level. There's nothing new under the sun, okay? If if we, there's not one counseling theory or one psychological practice that I have seen that I can't apply what I know to be true about God into that context, right? So if mm-hmm. someone talks about cognitive behavioral, right? Your thoughts lead to actions and all of that. Okay, well, let's talk about renewing the mind. <laughs> like if we want to talk about family mm-hmm. systems and what relationships should look like, right? The Lord talks about what healthy relationships should look like and boundaries and healthy dynamics. Like there's nothing that cannot mm-hmm. be seen through our lens of what we know to be true. And, and there's, and so it's nothing to shy away from. And I say this all of the time and I will continue to say it. If we are inspired by the creator of the universe, there is nothing for us to be nervous about. There's, there is not one theory that I have seen that I, that makes me question whether we're correct, right? Whether God is the one who knows what the heck he's doing. It has always affirmed it always. And so, you know, I see where they, somebody else who maybe doesn't have that context would, you know, try and take it a different direction or whatever. But even if we look at the importance that people put on spirituality, we're like, yeah, because we know that we are mind, body, and spirit. All of that should be like, Mm -hmm. way to catch up guys. You know, like we've known Mm -hmm. this, this whole time and not like in an arrogant way, but nothing has happened that is surprising, you know? And so what, what yeah. our job is to see, you know, so and even if you just took it from a neurological perspective, like we are a body. We know when the Lord talks about your body as a temple, caring for it and valuing it, that's because it matters and it affects how you experience your life. And for us to not understand mm-hmm. something like how trauma affects the brain is us being irresponsible as counselors. Okay. So it is one thing for me to know, like I have to understand attachment theory to understand how someone will experience God as a father. If they have, you know, anxious attachment, that is going to be how they filter out their experience with the Lord and their experience with other believers in their community. Right. There's that whole other piece of it too. And so for us to to put those to the side because a random Christian didn't come up with it is really irresponsible. Our job is to learn it, to know Mm -hmm. it and then pull it into, you know, continuing to support us being good to other people and being the best counselors we can and helping them grow in their own personal relationship with the Lord. I, I really do often think, I mean, it's one of the, it's one of the first questions I want to ask God is like, okay, what was it like for you to watch people figure things out that you already, you know, like that you designed and you created like whenever, I mean, with all the advancement in science and psychology and the way the brain works. And like you said, how trauma affects the brain and the body, all this stuff, like the Lord already knew it and he already created it in a certain way. And for like people to start figuring those things out, like I do wonder what it's like for him to be like, yeah, you almost got it. You got it. Oh my goodness. You figured it out. Like I just have to wonder what that's like, but I think it's so good and so important to remember that very thing. Um, Kim, do you have any additional thoughts on that? I just think as a counselor, like one of the ways like you bring in the Lord, I mean, you have all this training, you have this experience um, that that you have received that obviously like the Lord has allowed you, you know, to, to be able to learn this and have this knowledge and then going to him and saying, okay, so today, 
today in this session, what does this person need that you created Uh that, you know, every detail of their lives, you know, exactly where they are right now. Like what from my training, Laura, can I use in this moment, in this session to be able to meet them where they're at right now and to meet the needs that they have because he knows. And so bringing those two together, like you're not alone in it. Like you have this guidance and you Mm -hmm. also have the wisdom that um, the Lord has gifted someone else with. Right. And that knowledge and that understanding that you have learned to be able then to speak and help guide someone else into their healing process. So just combining those two together, I think Mm -hmm. is one of the most powerful things that we can do as a counselor. In the show that you guys did record earlier this year, you gave listeners like a few general questions that they could ask you know, when they're looking for a counselor to assess whether or not a certain counselor, you know, is a good fit for them. But I want to take that kind of to the next level today and say, if people are specifically looking and these are not, these are not easy to find, but if people are specifically looking for a counselor that knows how and, and really does integrate Jesus and the Holy Spirit into their counseling sessions, And I know there's a lot of people who are looking for that, but they don't even sometimes know, like, how do I find them? What do I even ask on the front end to find out if this is the kind of person who does that? You know, I would like for us to give them some additional questions that they can ask that will help them to assess that. So here's how we're going to do it today. I'm going to actually share these questions, but then I'm going to ask you guys as people who are counselors how you would answer these questions, how you would respond to them based on your own practice and how you, like Kim, how you counsel the residents here at Mercy. So I'm going to give people the questions, but then I'm going to ask them to you guys. And I'm looking at this list and I'm like, man, if y'all both answer all of these questions, this is going to be probably the longest podcast we've ever recorded. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. I'm actually I will going not to answer all of them. Ask the question. <laughs> like Kim do it. Well, I'm going to direct them. I'm going to just direct each one to one of you. And then as you're listening to each other, if there is just something that you're like, oh my goodness, I've got to add this, by all means, please do. But I'm not going to ask both of you each one, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to point them to one of you and then we'll go from there. And actually um, I'm going to bring in one of the questions that was brought up from last week. And Brooke, I'm going to have you answer this one because it's a question I think that you mentioned in the show a few uh, few months ago. And it was, how do you believe change happens? Now, again, this is a question that you would be asking someone who you are looking at. So Brooke, someone comes to you and they're like, hey, I may be interested in you being my counselor. Mm-hmm. How do you believe change happens? What is your response to that? Uh, yeah. So let me give you a little bit of context because, you know, I can't just answer that simply. Part of the reason that I think people should ask <laughs> that question is because it lets you know whether or not their counselor is actually committed to like the training that they've had at some level. Um, and hopefully it will stump them a little bit and make them think it through. OK, so if someone asked me, how do mm-hmm. I believe change happens? I would say I believe it takes a committed You got to show up. You got to be there when you say you're going to be there. Be present for it. When it's uncomfortable, keep coming, you know. Um, And sorry if y'all hear beeping. That's my coffee maker. I've definitely 
already had oh, a guys. lot today. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so, you know, so there's Doctor. that committed process and then there's my commitment to it as well, that I will show up, that I will be present. Um, and then it, of course it will depend on the scenario, but if they're saying like, you know, I'm having troubles in my relationship, then we're going to talk. Okay. Then that's what we're going to dig into. Um, but change also, also happens when you are willing and open to looking at kind of anything, like, are you ready to dig into whatever comes up? And if that's the case, then we can really go somewhere. Now I want to also preface this by saying, I see two to three clients. I am very picky about who I see. Right. Like this is not like I don't have a full practice. Okay. So I get, I can say, you know what I mean? Like if you're not really in it, then I don't have to do this kind of thing. So it's a little probably harsher on my end um, than what Kim would say. Um, But the other piece of it is that I believe change happens when you submit this process to the Lord. So when I say being open, it means, are you willing to dig in with him? Are you willing to, to kind of do the things that maybe make you uncomfortable hear from him, get, do the assignments I give you, even if they don't make sense. And just kind of your commitment on that front end, um, you know, and, and, and building that trust and knowing too, that you can hold me accountable to doing my part. I will show up. I will Mm -hmm. be present. I will know what's going on with you. Right. Mm -hmm. And I will, um, you know, partner with you in this, but that we are both moving through it together. um, But I'm not going to do it for you. And so for me, that's, that's probably would be my general answer for that. Kim, anything you'd add? I really wouldn't. Um, I think it, it, it's, it comes down to that desire for change and c- being committed to it. And yeah. yeah, I believe I'm right on board with Brooke. Awesome. She's always right. Thanks, okay. Kim. This one is, uh, this one's going to be directed to you, Kim. Okay, great. How do you integrate and lean into the Holy Spirit when you are counseling? Yeah. I know you've already shared some of that, but. Sure. Well, one of the things um, that I think it happens before you come into counseling session, um, it happens in your own heart. Like there has to be this personal connection with the Lord and you preparing your heart and your mind in a personal way before you can be fully present in a counseling session. So I think you spending time, like I need to spend time alone with the Lord. I need to hear from him. I need to be connected in order for them, for them to, for me to be able to invite him into this session, right? Because if there's anything blocking me from hearing from the Holy Spirit, like that's going to be difficult in a counseling session. So the first thing I need to, like I need to do is to take care of myself spiritually and to make sure that um, I am spending time alone with the Lord and really getting filled up. And then in a counseling session, then I want to be having this three-way conversation where I'm hearing what the client's saying, but I'm also asking the Holy Spirit, like, what do I do? You know, what, what mm-hmm. do they need to hear today? Is there anything that you want to speak to them? Is there any, you know, um, directive you want me to give? Is there any challenge you want me to bring? Um, is there any, you know, truth you want to be spoken today? And just kind of having that three-way conversation, um, between the Holy Spirit, between the counselee and, um, yeah, just inviting him into that space and always asking him to join you in, in, in those sessions. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's good. And I think, too. I don't, I, th- I think Kim was saying this earlier. I do want to point out like overtly, it's not just about your counselor being able to, to walk with you with the Lord. It's that they are hearing from him too. Um, that's kind of a key point because a lot of times, if you can imagine someone shares something, I mean, and I'm personally, Kim, I think you've been there too. We're like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? And the Lord's like, 
this is what they mean, <laughs> you know? And so you can kind of ask questions along those lines. And so it's, it's important more than anything too, that your counselor actually hears from him as well. Um, I know that can be weird. You may not want to mm-hmm. be like, so how do you hear from the Lord? Um, but I'm just throwing that out there. Like this, this is, it's just as important that they have their relationship with him. You know, that's kind of a key part of it all in order to be able to connect you and guide you and not just that they say a few verses. So I know that was a one-off, but I did want to kind of make sure we made that broad statement. Yeah. I think that's important because I'm interested, especially just knowing how we help um, the young women in our residential program at Mercy which is exactly what you're doing, Kim, you know, in your sessions, you spoke a lot to how you as a counselor are seeking the Lord and seeking that. Are there other ways that you actually, you know, in your conversation with the counselee are like, are you going to the Lord together? Are you, are you having him as Brooke said, like, listen to the Lord, like, Hey, let's just like, this is kind of going into a little bit of that freedom prayer idea, but is that something that you also bring into a session? Is that something that anybody, any counselors out there might do? Yes. Um, I mean, here at Mercy, um, we, I've been trained in freedom prayer. And so I often will, um, depending on where the resident at, is at in their process, like, um, and, and we will start that process of connecting them with the Lord and asking them to ask the Holy Spirit, like, where, where, what is he wanting to talk to them about today? What, what does he want to address today? Um, and allowing them to grow in their understanding that they can hear from the Lord and he speaks clearly and he can go directly to the issue, whatever it is, because he knows where they're at. And so, yes, we often do that. Um, because in our sessions here, just because it's so, um, again, it gets you from point A to point to point B a lot quicker sometimes. And obviously the Holy Spirit knows and you are developing in them this understanding that they can go to the Holy Spirit. They can go to the Father at any time, any no matter where they're at, and they can commune with Him and they can have these conversations and they can hear His heart for them. Um, so yeah, absolutely. It's very important to have that in our sessions. Now, not everyone's trained to do that. Not everyone you know, invites the Lord in. And it's a question that you can ask your counselor. Um, and it's one of those things that if they haven't been trained or that's not something that they do, that that's okay. Um, because we there is freedom prayer that's available and they can connect in that way in, in order to receive, you know, that level um, of, of of relationship with the Lord and learning more and growing deeper um, in their relationship with the Lord and, you know, maybe going deeper in their, in their process. Um, maybe if they're stuck, that might be something that they would, you know, they may want to turn to. And because I know, and, you know, depending on where, you know, listeners are, it may not be available um, in their area, but because of technology, we have Zoom. And so anywhere they're at, like they can sign up for Freedom Prayer and that can be a part of, of their healing process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Cause I was actually yeah. about to ask, are there even counselors out there who, are there any, is this like a completely pointless question to ask? Cause no counselor is going to do this. And so I think just knowing that if you are, you know, these questions that we're giving you guys today is more for you to be able to assess, like what, how does this person, you know, how is this person going to work with me? Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's like, man, 
you know, there's so many great things, but that that's the missing piece. There are options. There are mm-hmm. options for, like you said, being able to sign up for a freedom prayer session online. And it may be that in that time with the Lord, there's uh, there's things that he brings up that you then take to your session or vice versa. There's things that come up in your session that you take to the Lord. And like, there is a way to still integrate the two, even if it's not all happening in that counseling session. And so um, I think Absolutely. that's very, very important because we don't want to leave people ending this podcast going, well, never going to find that person. Best of luck to you all, you know? So um, Mm -hmm. a question you could ask is how do you seek the Lord in preparing for a session? Kim, I feel like you've already talked about that quite a bit. So I would actually just more turn this into like, is there anything y'all would add to what's already been said today on, um, on how you would answer that question? I mean, I don't know that I would add much more to that. Um, again, it's just inviting the Lord into that space and asking, you know, get, asking for his direction and counsel um, of, of what he is wanting to do, of what he knows needs to be done um, in the session on this day with this with this particular client um, and just wanting to meet their needs and knowing that when we rely on him, like he is faithful to, to give us guidance and to give us um, wisdom to know what to do. Yeah, and I think any, you know, any healthy counselor is going to be considering and thinking through and praying through, you know, a session prior to, right? So even if, if I work in a, you know, non-Christian setting, like I'm still praying for the people that I see, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think about mm-hmm. them every moment of the day. It doesn't get weird, you know, but I am, you know, praying for them and prepping and making sure I'm in the right headspace to be with them because it, it matters what headspace I'm in. Right. And, and if I'm setting yeah. things aside for the day. And so, which honestly is a practical question to ask, like you can ask your counselor, like if you're interviewing them, like, how do you do self care? How do you take care of yourself? And if they can readily go, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I keep a calendar. I do my things. I limit my sessions. I, you know, whatever the thing is, then, you know, you have somebody that's very intentional about that. doesn't make them, any better or worse, but it does at least give you some level of, of indication of, of how yeah. they value taking care of themselves, you know, in it. Um, yeah. So, and I say it doesn't make them any better or worse because yeah. I was a really great counselor when I had zero boundaries and saw a million people. Um, but that didn't mean I was healthy. <laughs> so just to be clear, that wouldn't be my line in the sand, but I think it's a, a tangible, <laughs> a tangible question yeah. to ask. So, yeah, yeah, which I think all, I think that's the case for all of these questions. It's more just yeah. like, how do you get a feel for this person? How do you get a feel yeah. for what they do and how they how they do the work they do? This isn't a all or nothing. If they don't answer all of these questions perfectly, then write them off, you know, but right. these are just some ways for you to assess. Um, so I think that's important to note. Um, okay, we have a couple more questions. So Brooke, I'll direct this one to you first. Um, how do you as a counselor pair biblical truths and principles with your therapeutic approach? I mean, golly, this is Kim may have to help you or give some words to this, but I'm just like, I, I don't know how I can't like that is again, like the, mm-hmm. the Bible is how I know and understand the world. Right. And so understanding biblical truth is how is what I know to be healthy. Right. I know someone is healthy based on what I have learned through my walk with the Lord and through the Bible. So there's really not anything that isn't. Um, I think, though, probably where it serves me best in that is when you have people who have very a lot of church hurt or a lot of like, you know, um, 
unhealthy relationship with the Lord or have been in unhealthy relationships with, I don't know, all those Christians out there. (laughs) And so, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to go back and go, well, wait a second, you know, that's, that's actually not what that said. Let's look at that a little bit more, you know? And, and so, so if you talk about biblical truth, it's really, I've had to know the Bible more for other people than I've even probably had to for myself, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, we joke about this, like, as far as like, you know, being an Enneagram eight, right? Once I decided the Bible was it, it was it. I didn't, I don't have to ask any more questions <laughs> after that. And so, you know, so for my personal self, which sounds ridiculous, I do read the Bible just in case anybody wants to know, um, you know, but, but I think it was more about that. Like I need to understand it. I need to understand the cultural context, you know? So when I'm working with women who feel like they've been very oppressed by the church, well, let me talk to you about how Jesus felt about women. Let me talk to you about what that looks like. Right. And so that's a really important thing to know because our relationship with the Bible is going to affect, you know, and our relationship with other Christians is going to affect our health and our journey. And even being able to teach people, why don't you go read that, spend some time with it and let me know what you're seeing and getting out of it. But also I ask people to go learn about the cultural context of things. You know, it's become very fascinating Mm -hmm. to me how many things we've accepted without understanding that context, but it matters, like how we Mm -hmm. view the world. So I I don't know Mm -hmm. how I can't do that. Um, And so, Kim, I don't know. Obviously, you're doing it on a daily basis um, that way. So you might have a better answer than I did. That's a great answer. I mean, I think you're right, Brooke. Like it's integrated into everything we do. It's our worldview. It's how we think about life. And also like it's so grounded in in the principles that we use in counseling. Um, I mean, I think about here at Mercy. I mean, everything that we do, like we start off with like their commitment to Christ. Like that's grounded in like what we believe, who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. Um, We talk about renewing the mind, like taking every thought captive. And I mean, so everything that we do is grounded here, um, like in, in what God's word says. Um, and so, and it works, it works. Like when we understand and identify like that, these lies that we believe, like once we start replacing them with what God says, and like, we are using his truth and and identifying who we are, like it changes everything. Like our, we see the world differently. We see ourselves differently. We see God differently. Um, and so I think, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's just like Brooke said, it's in everything that we do. And it, it's not even something that you necessarily think about because it's just so much a part of, of your language and your foundation. Um, and again, it works. It's what changes. It's what heals. Um, so. Yeah. And so much of what you guys are describing is, is it goes back to like, where is the counselor, him or herself with the Lord, like how spiritually mature are they? How much do they even know the word of God? You know, what is there? I mean, would you guys say it's off limits to literally ask some questions to a counselor about like their own, I don't know, their own walk with the Lord, what their time in the word looks like? I mean, is that a weird out of bounds question? I don't think so. I mean, I think, I think it's obviously how it's done, right? So if you call and go, look, I, you know, you say you're a Christian counselor, licensed her counselor who is a Christian. That's my <laughs> phrasing. Thank you. Um, licensed counselor who's a Christian, you know, what does that mean? Like, how do you integrate it? And not that we just read scriptures together, you know, but if someone's like, I don't know how I couldn't, whether you were a Christian or not, I still think about the world that way. Or if you want to ask him like, you know, 
do you spend time in it? Or if there's like a key point for you, that's like, I, you know, I'm really at a place where I'm exploring the Lord and I'm not sure where I stand on anything. Are you willing to talk to me about those things without pushing your ideals? Right. So like, I mean, I'm counseling mm-hmm. someone who's an atheist right now. Okay. And they're not seeking the Lord at all, but I don't put away what I know to be true in those moments. Right. And so yeah. all of that is, is, you know, so if someone asks me like, Hey, I'm really struggling, you know, all I can share is like, this has been my experience with God. And then my job is to go, like, how can we help you go and figure out your, you know, what this needs to look like for you and kind of, you know, cause that, that word of discipleship is very careful. And so, so kind of, this is where we pull back in the church, right? Are you in a healthy church? Are you in a healthy community? Like if you're seeking the Lord, it's not your counselor's job to help you understand the Bible, right? Like it's their job to help encourage you and speak to you in those places, you know, and of course we're not, we're talking about counselor outside of mercy. (laughs) Your mercy counselor does, but also guess what? The community at mercy does too. All of the staff, all of the teachings, that's everybody's job. It's not the counselor's job. That's not the only person who speaks to them about who God is. They're getting all of these teachings, all of the support. So the community part matters. It's not like you said, there's not this magical counselor out there that will, you know, heal you with all of these things plus disciple you and yeah that'd be you know weird well i mean it's actually reminding me of a conversation that i had with someone recently who's really just walking through a very very difficult season and she was like um but i think i'm gonna start going to counseling i was like great what else (laughs) you know it's like that's a piece. That's not all of it, you know? And when you're especially walking through like just a really difficult or hard season or a, he- a, a intense healing journey, I mean, it's not just about going to a counselor once a week. Brooke, you talk about it all the time. Like you're fantastic mm-hmm. at what you do, but you're not going to heal anybody in an hour a week, you know? And so for everyone out there who's looking at maybe going on this journey, man, what else? Like, are you, are you, tightly connected with a church body? Like what, uh, what are the other things that you're going to build into your life that facilitate the places that you want to go? Um, and so I, I think that's a really important kind of side note for this conversation. Um, I want to make sure that we get to this last question before we sign off today. And again, this one, I'm looking at these questions. I'm like, we've hit on so much of this already, but uh, this is just another question to add to your list, guys. Um, do you use prayer in session? And what does that look like? How do you invite the Lord in? I know I kind of referred to this earlier, but um, we've talked about this, you know, the freedom prayer ministry. And that is, that is, I mean, you basically go in and for two hours, you're before the Lord praying, (laughs) but let's kind of shift more into just more of your traditional counseling session. Kim, I'll direct this to you first. And then Brooke, obviously you can add anything um, on what that could look like. What are some answers that could come up, but what, how would you personally answer that? Okay. I'll just give an example. Um, So say we have someone that I'm working with that is really struggling with, like she is feeling strong feelings of rejection. Um, but she doesn't, Then I'm asking her, okay, well, let's talk about like, where did that hurt come from? What is the root of that hurt? Like, let's get to that. Like, where did that first start in your life? And, and she doesn't know, you know, mm-hmm. she doesn't know where it came from. And so in that moment, we could just invite the Lord in and we could just ask like quickly, okay, Jesus, like, can you show me, can you give me a picture of where this first started? Like where mm-hmm. the hurt came from and, and the Lord in his kindness, 
does, right? And mm-hmm. he shows and he reveals so he can heal. And so like he will show and guide and lead that to where he will pinpoint where it is that it started. Um, mm-hmm. Then we can just ask him questions about that. Well, where were you, Jesus? Where were you when this was happening? Where, like, what what did you think about me? What did you think about what I was going through to get to his heart so that they know his heart for them? Because a lot of times, a lot of times when when people have experienced that deep hurt, they don't think Jesus was there. They don't think he cares. They think that he would, they have, that he, that he didn't protect them, you know, that mm-hmm. they were abandoned and to hear from him, his heart for them in that deepest hurt and that deepest pain, um, can change everything, can change, can give new perspective, can give new understanding and comfort that without him speaking to those things, they may, they may not have. And so that is one example of how um, it can be used in a therapy session. There you go. No, I mean, I was just going to say, I mean, there's, you know, a million different ways that it can be, but I think exactly what Kim said, like, there's just moments of, well, let's just ask him, let's just ask the Lord. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure, you know, so let's see what he says. And um, Mm -hmm. I think there's, there's been other times that like, I've had people that are like, I don't even know how to pray. Like, I don't even know what that looks like. And so I'm like, okay, well, is that something you want to try? Like, let's see, you know? And so I'll even, we'll do that a little bit and have them, you know, have them pray and talk about what that looks like. And, and, And honestly, from my perspective, right, not being in a residential setting like Mercy is, is to affirm that, normalize it, and then me go, okay, so now who are people you can talk through this with, right? And again, pushing back to a community. Mm -hmm. And I will always do that forever. And so will Kim. And, you know, that's a piece. But like, I think when you're listening to what the Lord says, then you listen to what the Lord says. And sometimes I've I've been, you know, I think I'm so smart. And I'm like, I know why. (laughs) I know where he was, you know, and the Lord's like, how about you stop talking and have them ask me? And I'm like, okay, (laughs) you know, and so (laughs) Kim Kim listens to him probably better than I do. Um, And so I just think that, you know, so yeah, like exactly what she said, but that can look a million different ways. But the bottom line is just being in tune to it. And, and, and it's not weird, right? When you know, the Lord's asking you to do it. And I'd love, I think Jen Otero always says that at empower, right? Like God's not weird. People are weird. Um, and so when we know, you know, he's, he's asking us to include something or do something, you know, um, we go, Oh, okay, let's do it. And it always ends up well, like it always does. Like whatever happens, it's always something really cool. Um, and you know, that's pretty good data. So one thing I found it's, you know, and we all know this, like I could tell them, right. And Brooke can tell them like what she's seeing. Um, and, and that, and that's impactful, but when they hear it from the Lord, it's completely different. Like that will stick with them forever. You know, maybe what we say will, or maybe not. Right. But what the Lord says like that can like impact their entire life. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk about that at Empower a lot of just how important it is for people to be able to hear from the Lord. And I always steal from uh, Bob Hamp on this mm-hmm. one because I remember hearing him talk about this. And I love the way he he said that, you know, when, when the Lord speaks, he's using the same thing that he used to create the universe. And he has this ability to create with his words that although our words are very um, powerful, um, he has the ability to create by speaking in a way that I just do not as a human. Right. And so when he speaks, there's something that gets created in our hearts and in our spirits, there's something that shifts in a supernatural way when I hear from the Lord. 
And so I, I think that's exactly what you're speaking to there, Kim, is just like how important it is for that because you can say stuff till you are blue in the face as a counselor to someone, but when they hear it directly from the Lord, something very powerful happens. And so again, I just want to circle back as we're kind of wrapping up this time together. There are going to be people listening who were like, well, can I just get Brooke or Kim to be my counselor? Because no, you guys are hard to find, you know? No. No, Brooke is full. Plate is full. Uh, and even if Brooke said yes, I would say no, guys. Brooke's plate is full. Because um, Brooke doesn't like to say no. But uh, I just, I, I, I don't want to leave people going, there's literally no one out there who's going to answer these questions the way that you guys answered these questions today. I'm never going to find anyone like that. That's just and not so right. I just want to yeah. circle back around. Yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, that's just not true. It's not. It takes some effort and you right. have to put it in. But when you want to talk about, you know, what we talk about at Empower, right? Willingness and readiness for change. Put the work in. That's You even mentioned Bob Hamp. He has an entire practice in Dallas based on that. You know, um, I mean, mm-hmm. we have counselors that have worked at Mercy before that do the same, you know, work that we all personally know. Like they do exist. Um, and again, now with like telehealth and what exists, you, your options are, are open. And I know it is overwhelming, especially when you're like, I'm ready to talk about some stuff, <laughs> you know, but p- put the work in on that front end. It is worth it. And they, they do exist. You got to find them, you know, and when look and when you do email us and go, hey, we got somebody in this area and we will put them on a Seriously, list. Seriously, let us I will know. call them yeah. and talk to them myself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And we will put them on a referral list, you know, but they do exist. And even if you know Christian organizations in the area or churches, call and go, hey, I trust this church. Who do y'all refer to? You know, and if they go, we don't refer Mm -hmm. to anybody, Mm -hmm. then that send them all to Empower. Send them to Empower. Send them to Empower (laughs) and then go call another church, you know, so but put the work in. It is worth it. But that to me would be a line of like. I know it's overwhelming, but if it's too much of a burden for you to call and find people and take like the questions we've given and like do that work on the front end, then there's something else that needs, there's a different discussion that needs to happen. And I don't mean that to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. I mean, that right. is like a challenge. Just do it. Just do it. Right. It's worth it. You know? Yeah. 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 I'm going back to the conversation I had with that same friend that I was talking about. And I just said, man, you know, I have had opportunities in my life to be counseled by some really fantastic counselors. And let me just tell you that when you find a good one, Mm. it's like gold. I mean, it is like you, every ounce of work that you put in to get to that person was so worth it because there's about to be some really incredible stuff that's going to happen in your life and you will never regret the work that you put in on that front end. That's right. So I'm that's a, such a good reminder. Kim, are there any final thoughts that you have or final encouragements before we sign off as well? I would just encourage, I mean, we talk, we've talked so much about prayer, right? And um, so praying and asking the Lord to guide you, like, and mm-hmm. find this person, you know? Um, so I think that's the, the first and foremost thing. And if they aren't, I know, um, if they're not trained in freedom prayer, like, again, like you have the ability to connect with people who are, um, and you can still pair that with a great Christian counselor, you know? Um, um, so if, if they don't have that or don't have that, um, they're not bringing that into session, like that doesn't mean that you don't have access to that kind of healing as well. Um, so, um, yeah, I would just ask the Lord to give you guidance on that. 
Kim, do you happen to know, um, I know that if you go to freedomprayer.org, you can get a lot of information on Freedom Prayer. Do you know if people can sign up for sessions through that, or do they have to sign up through a church that's offering it directly? I think they can sign up through um, freedomprayer.org. And I know um, churches in the area here, um, I know specifically, um, let's see, Franklin Crosspoint, Crosspoint mm-hmm. at Franklin um, has that available. Ethos Church in the church. Nashville area. Yeah, and I know, um, and I know Church of the City in Franklin now has um, Freedom Prayer as well. So there's several churches here, and it may provide um, on the web on the website for Freedom Prayer the different churches that are connected. And Kim, because of course Kim's amazing. That that's exact. I mean, that's really just the point I want to make. Maybe you actually already have a counselor that you like, but you feel like you're not getting the depth that you need spiritually. Great, do Freedom mm-hmm. Prayer. Do keys to freedom, mm-hmm. do freedom prayer, engage in those other things. You don't have to break up with your counselor, <laughs> you know, like you don't. And, and you know what I mean? Like, I think that's a really important thing. And, and, and most importantly, like Kim said, just pray about it. But if you've got somebody already and you're like, look, I like them and we're making progress, but I need this other layer. Perfect. Go at it, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and it will, and boy, will it be worth it because, and I don't care if your counselor is doing good stuff with you, yeah. go do freedom prayer anyway. Like it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've never yeah. felt the levels of healing, found the levels of healing in my life than, than through that. And, and it also equips you mm-hmm. to continue to engage with the Lord. Right. And, you know, and even if you're doing, yeah. you can get, be trained in it and understand like how to do it. Like we all use it in our daily life. The three people on this, you know, on this zoom, like this mm-hmm, is how, mm-hmm. I mean, I think y'all all agree, right? Like this is how I engage with the Lord now. And it's just incredible. So, you know, do yeah. counseling. Yes, but don't be, you know, upset if you don't have that piece or maybe you find a counselor and you're like, they're good, but they don't offer this deeper thing. Great. Go do the, Go do both. It's, it's okay. So good. Oh man. Well guys, we hope that you have found this conversation helpful today. I mean, you're hearing from, the best of the best right here with Brooke and Kim. And so I hope that this has given you some questions you can ask, but also given you an idea of what some of those responses might be and some things maybe to look for, some things to be able to assess. Um, We hope that this has been helpful. Brooke, Kim, thank you guys so much for just being with us today and sharing so much of your wisdom and insight as always. If these podcasts have been helpful for you, we would be so, so grateful if you would help us out by rating the show, writing a review, wherever it is that you listen. And if you have any thoughts or questions that come up about what we have discussed today, or as always, if you would like to share your ideas for future podcasts, we're always looking for those. So please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. And to find out more about Mercy Multiplied, head over to mercymultiplied.com. And you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thank you so much for joining us today.